Hey, you're listening to Burst Your Bubble. I'm Josh, and I've got Kyler and Cole here with me today. We're here to bring you the sharpest sports takes. Today, you will learn how we got blocked by one of the most famous podcasters in the game. We recap the NBA playoffs as a whole. We break down the conference finals that are happening now. We then we dive into some way too early NFL predictions. Remember to stay plugged into our social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Burst Your Bubble. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, even on your Alexa devices. If you just say, Alexa, play Burst Your Bubble podcast, she will play it for you. Remember to rate, review, share the podcast with your friends, your family, the lady at Starbucks, the guy who's out mowing your lawn right now. If he's driving with headphones on, make sure he's listening to Burst Your Bubble. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, no hard feelings, because more than likely, one of us will burst your bubble. First, your bubble is back. Joined as always by the man who owns the world's fastest dog, Josh J. Keaton, 22. And on the left of the screen, it's a man who knows more about sports than most, I would imagine, are listening. Cole, Cole Jackson, co owner of the Green Bay Packers. What's up, boys? What's up? I'm, I'm actually a little upset that you did not include the fact that I was faster than you in a 40 in uh, my description there. But, uh, we, you know, well, we've, we haven't ran that race yet, but I, I appreciate your, uh, your enthusiasm in that. Yeah, yeah so, uh, good 40. Cole, who do you think would win in a 40? That po- that actually popped up in my Snapchat thing. It was a year ago today, like a week ago. I'm gonna have to go with uh with with you know the dog, the junkyard yeah. dog. I'm gonna have to go with that. But uh <laughs> I got a question. I played I a question. I played a college sport. We <laughs> oh god. What do you think you guys are running like laser? Like what kind of oh, 40 God. prediction wise do you think you run a laser? I, I honestly think something either my ACL or Achilles blows. Honestly. Um, I've definitely uh sprinted about a year ago and I definitely pulled a hamstring, but <laughs> um I I think I could probably 40 yard, I mean, come on. I could pull man. a I could pull a sub five five. I'm under five. Under five? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going fast. straight five three for myself, so I'm I might be fast. the slowest out of all of us. I think Josh yeah. is underestimating himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe I, if I get under five, that's what I'm, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to go time a forty, <laughs> going to the track. Here's a I need to start hammy. stretching. I need to start stretching now. That hamstring is gone. It's already sore. All <laughs> right, really? so uh, boys, it's been a while. It's good to see your faces again. Absolutely. Back with Burst Your Bubble. It's been way too long. Uh, guys, we are the listeners. We are now getting back into the groove of things. We will be putting out two episodes twice a week just for you all because we are back by popular demand. Uh, it's been an interesting week, you know. Obviously, we've been gone a while, but I'd say the past two days have been very interesting, especially for Kyler. At my, I'm in like 16 different group meetings and group chats, and one of my group meetings just started blowing up after I got down an event the other night. and they said, well, man, I, I guess you guys made it big time because Kyler got a reply from Pat Mack. And I was like, oh, man, like, you know, I'm thinking Pat's coming on the show. Pat's, you know, checking out the pod. And then I go look and, Kyler, you want to walk us through what in the hell happened with that reply? Yeah, these uh, are like uh, opening statements for the, you know, trial defense now. So let's go ahead. And no, I mean, they, I'm a huge Pat McAfee fan. Um, I'm a, the pod is probably my favorite show of any podcast i watch every episode i've watched every episode a couple of times um it's a common disagreement on opinions i mean some people view it one way it's it's the internet if you know what's going on uh ant slant it's this youtube page was posting clips from mcafee's page uh he was monetizing them which obviously i didn't know about when i made the tweet 
McAfee told me to fuck off um, because the dude's making money. And so hang on, I got I to gotta cut you off there because that whenever I'm like, whenever I'm thinking that Pat replied to you, I'm like, I got to go check this out. So I go look at your Twitter and the first thing I see is OF off. And I'm like, oh, great. What happened? Way to start. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a great start. It was it was a great header for a couple of moments. But uh, anyways, water under the bridge, I believe. I mean, I you know no hard feelings towards the McAfee show or anything like that. I'm I'm a fan of them. It's just again a difference of opinion. For sure, we've discussed it in depth. I mean, we've talked about it. We haven't talked about it on the show, but we've talked about it off air because I felt like uh, you know, especially with Pat being one of our kind of like biggest influencers to us. Uh, I think we all follow him pretty closely. We think he's, you know, everything he does is great. But it's just one of those things with, like, the Wild West of the Internet and the content that people are putting out. Like, how do you, you know, what is off limits, what is not? What uh, do you feel like is too far? Um, I do agree. Like, a lot of, you know, we've discussed it. I felt like Pat was, he was right in this instance. I do feel as though if, you know, somebody is ripping your content straight from your page with no no voiceovers or anything, and it's just straight compilations. That that is your that is your property. But I also understand the point of view, as in like, hey, everybody find your own lane and respect the hustle of what Ant Slant was trying to do. I get that, but uh, I do think that you have to you know respect somebody else's creation and content. So, so I think that we're focusing on the completely wrong part of this because what I, what i'm gathering from this and what i after seeing the f off and then i heard it in my group chat a couple of times i called Kyler and i said because i was on the road i was driving i said Kyler, you've got to go quote tweet this on the podcast page right now and you've got to say pat mac pat mcafee clearly did not appreciate having his bubble burst and so i am posing the question to you both you are both way bigger pat mac fans than i am i like pat mac nothing against a guy i just don't follow him as much as you two do but uh at what level do we call him a snowflake for blocking the pod after that tweet i will say it is completely josh's fault for getting the podcast page blocked i don't feel as though he's a snowflake i feel as though it's one of those things once again that it's like well, he's human, yes, but it's like a, one of those things like protect your – it's the light he views us in, you know? It's protect your crown, and, you know, he can block us, get rid of us off – get us off the spectrum, not worry about it at the end of the day. He can talk all he wants, but he never dropped the pod's name, never dropped Kyler's at, never dropped – you know, he never gave that attention that he's talking about, like trying to, like – because that's what he felt like was being done, you know? It's like the thing today that with the uh, – we can transition over into this. But have you guys seen the credentialed sports uh, reporter for the 49ers in the Javon Kinlaw situation? I know where we're so, talking about. So just to catch you guys up, there's a sports uh, credentialed specialist that it does a podcast. He writes about the team. He's the local 49ers writer has Javon Kinlaw come on to his podcast as required by media, you know, some of the media relations that the players do with the team. This is a 49ers team uh, representative. Kinlaw comes on there and calls him a bitch, tells him, you know, SMD, all of these things. And he turns this whole thing into a situation where he says, nobody likes you. Nobody wants you around here. And this guy immediately is asking him what's he talking about well then it comes out like he 
he actually posts a video showing all of the things that he said about Ken Law, all of the Articles history that and, he yeah. said and everything. And it's just turned into this horrible situation. And this guy even said, he's like, my first thought was he's going to punch me in the face and I'm going to get to retire. So I almost feel as though it's justified by Javon Kinlaw, but I don't feel like it's the proper manner of going on to his podcast and just dropping bombs. I respect that move, though. I, I, I do as well, but I mean, he took a bull, he took a real risk, you know, because he's a team credential. Like it's like telling one of the team people yeah. on their own thing. That's it's pretty crazy. crazy. That's yeah. insane. I'm, I'm shocked. I haven't heard about that. Yeah, have y'all watched the? Have y'all watched anything interesting lately? I've watched two documentaries that have have uh, piqued my interest. Uh, haven't the Challenger doc? It's kind of old. It's about the Challenger that blew up in '86, right? pretty interesting cool like conspiracy theory stuff uh it basically tells you what happened yeah um and three mile three mile island the one the it's about a nuclear power plant in um i think pennsylvania and it uh they really fucked it up i think it was in the 80s they shut it down no like it almost like uh caused a chernobyl like of it. it almost caused like to where that entire the eastern part of that of the country would be inhabitable <laughs> like all the way down from like from i think it was like pennsylvania down to washington dc nuclear reactors are a little scary though they're, oh, they're a little sketch yeah watch that watch that thing because it's like a it's a huge ni- nitrogen or hydrogen and oxygen bomb just sitting there yeah basically Okay, so I'm just now reading this uh, this interview with Javon Kinlaw and some of the stuff that he said. I'm like, bro, it's crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, you know, I get the backstory. So, like, I get, I guess at one point, Kinlaw knocked off his hat at OTAs, like knocked off Cone's hat. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's a little bit of language there on the live stream. A little bit of watch your profanity. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a little far, you know, and like, I feel like you're taking a risk as a player, man, like getting into that, like, but hey, some people, you know, they don't care. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a version that we, we don't see often, you know, we don't see the, this side of players very often. And I think especially with someone like the background of Javon Kinlaw, who has been defending, who's had, felt like he's had to defend himself basically his entire life. And, you know, like, that's one of the things, like, with kind of going back to the media of, like, what's too far, what's not too far. Like, how far is too far for a media person to go into it with a player about? Like, should they be allowed to write these write-ups and talk about players in the form and manner that they do, especially if they're associated with the team? Now, people like us who are just sports fans who are not associated with the team in any manner whatsoever, I don't feel as though it's as big a deal for me to – called kd a snake like you know like i have no association with that guy whatsoever but if i'm a team representative of the brooklyn nets you're not going to be seeing me you'd probably get fired yeah exactly so it's it's why the home broadcast for all these nba games are almost impossible to watch because i mean they're such homers for the home team uh except matt pinto that's the fuck that is um uh you notice my voice of the thunder on the radio are you kidding me you guys don't drive as much as I do. I you, guys, say, yeah. or, you live in luxury and you get to watch all the Thunder games. I have to listen exactly. to it on the radio. Is it I can't believe about who Matt Pinto is. How, what is happening here? 
Yeah, hey man, radio's you know radio's dying. Kevin Harlan. I'm Speaking of San Francisco, uh, I love the backdrop. Uh, yeah, because the Warriors oh. just clinched up their series. They're headed to the NBA Finals. They will play. They'll play a week from today, or when we're recording, a week a week from today. Next Thursday is when their game will, when the finals will start. Uh, you boys looking forward to that? I'm just wanting Ooh. to step back and say, a finals prediction is coming true. I mean, Celtics it's... up three two. We should have put major money down whenever I first predicted this. You know, I don't know how long ago it was, but uh, wow, first round. Yeah, I think it was before the playoffs started, and yeah. uh, it's pretty exciting. I uh, I hope Celtics win. Um, uh, I really want them to win a championship. I think it'll be great for Jason Tatum and all of them to get that started. Might be a new dynasty in the making. Take down the old one. Start all right. One. Here's what I can say about about Boston. If Milwaukee has Chris Middleton, it's not even a series. You roll your eyes, but Cole, they barely squeaked out of game seven without Chris Middleton. Giannis was having Giannis was pulling a Luca right now against the uh, against him, but he took him seven games. Hey, I agree. I get what you're saying, but uh I just feel as though like this Celtics team has been one of those that's just found a way. Like Ime Udoka. I was a hater when they hired him. I was not a fan. This dude makes changes on changes on changes and just counters everything. And I, I really respect the coaching job that he's done. That's dude. the Celtics, like, man, Both over the coaches, last – dude. Dude, like, the Celtics over the last – and Budenholzer, like, I'm not a big Budenholzer guy. Like, I don't feel as though he's if he a would, very – Bro, if, he, if he, they would not have won that championship, he would not have a job. Like, Giannis is amazing. Like, he was playing out of his mind. He had, like, a triple-double almost in the first quarter in that game seven. But then he went cold, dude, like you're talking about. Like, if he had had Middleton, it would have been interesting. But I'm just not a Budenholzer fan. Like, I don't believe in, like, he doesn't know how to counter. Like, he's good with, like, a one and what's my plan B. He can make a plan B adjustment. Well, when it comes to what's the third or the fourth, like, adjustment I need to make, you'll see him freeze up in those third-quarter situations of when that last run is. That's why this uh, this Eastern Conference Finals series is so interesting. I mean, with Spolstra and Udoka out there, I mean, they're like you like you're talking about making those adjustments on the fly. They're the, probably the two best in the NBA at it. I mean, game one, the Heat won by eleven. Spolstra found that lineup that worked. He won't stop until you figure it out. I mean, that third quarter in game one, the Heat won at thirty nine to fourteen. Jimmy and Gabe combined seven for ten and played the whole quarter. Dude, and talking about coaches like. This is a pretty good one, honestly. Do we feel like Steve Nash needs to be fired? He's going to get another year, but, I mean. You got swept in the first round, dude. It just shows that KD's washed. I've been telling Kelly that forever. Fucked up. It, I mean, they're going to – he's going to get the excuse that – I'd be you know, fine with it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's James Harden. Speaking of James, I mean, the, the better question is what is Philly – what's Philly going to do with that? No, I, I think that you realistically have to look at what is wrong with Brooklyn. And a lot of this for this year, Kyrie Irving was a lot to blame for this and the rules that were going on with New York and COVID and the vaccine and all that stuff. There was never any chemistry, which is what the problem was, even with the Brooklyn Nets last year. You could argue that, you know, Angel obviously Harris. they were obviously they were two inches uh, of Kevin Durant's foot on the line from from winning that game seven, but they didn't. And you could make the argument that if they had been playing together more throughout the year, that they would have been better suited for that situation, but they just weren't. The chemistry wasn't there this year. The chemistry 
obviously was not there with the changing of rotations. Kyrie only playing half the time. KD's, I mean, just like Giannis and Luka, you can only do so much by yourself against actual teams. And whenever, you know, you can be a top three player in the world, but if you have no one around you and you don't have a game plan, you're not going to be successful in the playoffs. I care about do you guys. guys. Feel, do you guys feel like KD is a leader? No. Like that's, not, the, that's not a question for me, like, trying to spite him. Like, because I'm sitting here, we know Kyrie's not a leader. Like, Kyrie's not a leader. Jason Tatum is not a leader. That's I, I, think that, I think that Kevin Durant is a guy who would much rather lead by example yeah. than being the voice of a locker room. He's right. just going to put in the work, and he's going to go drop 40 on you, and he's going to be the best scorer in the league. But as a voice in the locker room, no. And so that's my question. Like, it's like, because, you know, like, where do you go from here? Because you have Kyrie, who you know is not. Like, he's never going to be that. Because he can't even show up for work half the time, you know? Like, I mean, you don't know if he's going to go on one of his, like, Pachacarma things or Panchakarma things or whatever he's going to go do. Go see the Buddhist temple up in wherever. Or, you know, so in KD, if he's not going to be your leader, who's going to be your leader on that Nets team? Because I've got complete confidence in them this next year. I think Steve Nash is going to get a fully new roster. I mean, because we were relying all season long on guys like LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin. I mean, like Patty Mills. Kind of like we could, that, that's not the type of players that need to be surrounding Kevin Durant, and especially a Kyrie Irving that's only playing 40 of the games, if that. And Joe Harris then, of course, missed the entire end of the season. The Nets are going to be fine. That's are going to be fine. Anyways. So who, who? So Kyler, you never answered the question. Who is the leader in the Nets locker room? That's that's all we want to know. Is yeah, who is who's the leader? Because I or feel like when you go down, in? when you go down 2-0, you got to be like, look, like we've got to get something together. You know, Steve Nash didn't show up as a coach, and you don't have a leader getting your team together. Like, what's ha- you know, like you may be underrating Steve Nash as a leader. Nope, he's maybe top five greatest point guards of all time. I get that, but dude, like, I don't know if he demands the respect of that locker room because everybody. He, I, I just, I completely disagree with that. I think everybody okay. in, in basketball respects him. Uh, okay, so Steve Nash is the leader of the coach. locker room. In that situation, in a situation where you go down 2-0, I'd say Steve Nash would be the one that would step up. In the if I had to pick between him, Kyrie, and KD, I mean, I but again though, I could KD and Kyrie like they're not pussies. Like they're not going to sit there and like just go to their locker and act like they just it's just another game they lost. You know, what but I mean? like, like there's like a whole other respect system that goes on because your best player doesn't have to be your leader, quote unquote. Is my deal? Like we have experienced this. Like I mean, like. There are people that we, we've been a part of teams like, and I know we're not professionals at any matter, but like we've been a part of teams where the best player was not the leader, like per se. There were yeah, people man, who he, you can see that so on the national too. level, like with the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry is not the leader of that locker room. It's Draymond that, Green. Exactly. Mark, Marcus Smart exactly. is the leader of the Boston Celtics. They have a dog. Pat exactly. Bev was the leader of the Clippers. Russell Westbrook was a leader of Oklahoma City. They were dogs. Besides Pat Bev, you just named all NBA players. I mean, they weren't the best player on their team. Russell Westbrook was the leader when he had Kevin Durant. But I'll end with the Nets so we can move on to the teams that are playing right now. Uh, This team isn't fully constructed yet. I I hope they bring in someone that that can lead them in in the crunch time like they're talking about. Let's talk about the Celtics series. 
game. Celtics Heat. Keller, I, I've got to – I've before we get into the actual series that's playing now, talking about Boston, I've got to give it up to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown because I, I will give it up to them to making it this far. But I'm going to hold my prediction true if Miami's healthy in the next couple of games that they will find a way to screw it up and not make the NBA championship because I still believe – that they are the the, the modern era DeMar DeRozan Kyle Lowry duo that will not win a championship together. I can respect that take. I think that comes back down to what we were talking about whenever we when I first made the prediction of the Celtics and the Warriors in the uh, finals. We talked about this. We talked about you know them not taking that step. And I feel like this playoffs, Jalen Brown has done nothing but take that step. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think the one thing Jason Tatum has done last round, man, he was answering Giannis, like, stride for stride. He's kind of soft – or he's kind of gone cold here he's in the – uh, in Yeah, he is tired because he played all those minutes. And he went hard, though, against Giannis. Like, he was going back and forth with Giannis. But I feel as though he's done a very good job of facilitating, you know, and, like – People knock the Marcus Smart like not a point guard thing. Jason Tatum has has gotten everyone involved. I feel like, and he and Jalen Brown's answered the call. I do agree with Josh though. You have to make the finals if you don't want to become those Toronto Raptors of you know the mid two thousand tens. You're right about that. Uh, let's jump straight to game three. It's the game. I mean, the Marcus Smart choke job game. Where I mean, him and him and Jalen Brown did everything they could just to make sure that he stole that game. Uh, from Brown handing it off to Victor Oladipo over and over like he's a fucking quarterback and Victor Oladipo is his running back. And um, Josh, we said this earlier in the earlier, uh, Cole, you might've been on pod then too. Victor Oladipo is the type of player that can swing a series for one of these teams. And maybe that's what he's done here. Um, it's super crazy too, because like he went one for seven last night yeah. and that game was yeah, closer. That game was closer than, you know, a 13 point loss. Like yeah. it, it turned out to be a 93-80, you know, they weren't scoring. But if Oladipo catches – if he catches fire, then, you know, like he steps up as that yeah. role player. Yeah, well, I don't know. I've got some stats on that too. And then but that game three, Brown uh, – Jalen Brown, you mentioned he had 40 points in that game. He had seven turnovers. Four of those yeah. were in the fourth quarter. I, You know, and when they went down, I was like, I still – I trust I trust Boston Boston because I think Ime Udoka like we like I said earlier like I I really think that he has the answers for this Celtics team. I did not I don't know how Brad Steven gets promoted. I really don't know how he got promoted like after all of the choke job that I felt like he's done so with like, this team. I think I think uh Ainge was done and or who was the Yeah, it was Danny Ainge. Ainge. Right? Yeah, I think yeah, it was Danny Ainge. I, I I get that, but it's like I don't know. But uh with Ime Udoka, I was questioning that hire. I think he's a great coach, though. I he's yeah. done amazing. Yeah, we saw that in game four. I mean, with two minutes left in the first quarter, the score was twenty-six to four. Yep. I mean, the Heat the Heat won that second half because of Caleb Martin's defense and playmaking and Duncan Robinson finally. I mean, he's been getting a lot of flack. Uh he his he's his numbers are decent this series. I mean, even in this playoffs, he's really just not getting the minutes, consistent minutes. I'm not really sure why, but he had four triples all in the second half. And, you know, with Duncan Robinson, like, do they view him as a defensive liability? Is that yeah. his deal? Like, I, that guy, I don't know who, Marcus Struess, is that his name? Max uh, Struess. Max Struess. They have played him over Duncan Robinson, mm -hmm. especially with Harrow having his little flare-up. 
Duncan Robinson was a good player for them on their finals run. Like he dropped like twenty five in the finals twice. Do you know how much money he's making? Oh. No. His contract's like four years, ninety million. Or yeah, so yeah, four years, ninety million. Good lord. Yeah. Hey, so breaking news. I no, I'll, we can save it till we talk about the next team. Sorry. All right. Look so, at me. I just came out of nowhere and just ruining the flow of you guys. Uh, you good. Game three. I just – I go back to it, man. I just am not impressed with Boston. That's all I'm going to say is I just think that they're just – they're going to find a way to screw it up. I, I'll disagree with you because of what I, what we just saw in, in game five. I mean, the Heat led by five at half. Then they shot four of 24 in the third quarter, and they were never able to put a run, a run together to get back into things. Jimmy shot four of 18, and Struess and Lowry, we just talked about them too, they combined over 15 for the game. Josh, they shot 45 goddamn threes in that game and only made seven of them. And still some somehow have more points in the paint than the Celtics. That makes zero sense. I, dude, I've got a question on this one. So let's say the Celtics beat the, the Heat. They move on to the finals. I'm not trying to, like, jump ahead here. But Kyler brought up an interesting stat to me about Robert Williams earlier when we were talking about this off air. You know, Robert Williams has taken away the big man from every one of these series that they've played. Does Robert Williams shut down Kevon Looney from these offensive boards and stop this uh, Warriors run? Because the Warriors, honestly, like they've been hitting these threes, but they've gotten so many second chance points, man. Like, they have been carried by second chance points in the playoffs. And if the Celtics, that's going to be the story of the finals if the Celtics get there. Will Robert Wood or Williams, not Robert Woods, Robert Williams, will he be able to get those boards and keep Kevon Looney from averaging 16 plus rebounds a game? Great point. It's all about his health, too, because he came back so quickly from that torn meniscus. Right. And I mean, and the other thing, you know, Looney just has such a presence on defense, too. That's that's really where Dallas messed up the most is they were so ineffective when going at him the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. And every time that they would get a, any kind of lead, they would go right back to going at Kevon Looney. And I'm like, guys, clearly, Jason Kidd, if you're listening to this, clearly that was not working for you, and you should have quit going to it. But he just did every time he got a lead, and the lead evaporated. Jason Kidd did the biggest sell job other than Reggie Bullock with – not putting Spencer Dinwiddie in sooner in this series. He had Reggie Bullock averaging 38 minutes a game versus Spencer Dinwiddie's 22. Spencer Dinwiddie the other night had 28 minutes. Had No, he had 22 minutes, had 28 points. Reggie Bullock had 42 minutes Mm -hmm. and zero points. My opinion is is Lucas should be the only Eastern European on his team. What does that have? <laughs> I, I just think it should be him and a bunch of hoopers. Or him and a bunch of guys like Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, okay. I get JJ what you're saying. I, I get where you're going with this one. Yeah. Okay. We need we need we need hoopers out there with 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 Luca. We don't need Davis. Berdons. So wait, so Luke is not a hooper? No, I'm saying like he he plays his best with hoopers. Like he's talking he, that pickup. He's talking about that pickup hooper. Yeah, going at him. So we need some Pat Bevs. You know what I've been yeah. surprised by? I have never watched, like, and I mean, he's in Dallas, and I don't watch, I I honestly hate the Mavericks. Like, I've hated the Mavericks since I was a kid. I used to be a Kings fan when I was a little kid, <laughs> whenever the Kings and the Mavericks went back and forth. I love Mike Bibby, dude. He was the coolest okay. dude ever. Yeah. He had that big cross on his side, everything. Pedro Stojakovic, such a yeah. cool guy. Had a badass last name, too. But, uh, 
the uh i forget where i was even going with this and don't worry about no it yeah no uh luca with him his stop he can be flying down the court and just stop on a dime dude like it's like a wide receiver going out of a route like it's in so it's so impressive like his control his body control i guess is what i'm trying it's like his upper and lower body are not connected and his upper body yeah. is just that's it's a amazing. Great way to do it. It's, a, it's like his upper body and lower body are moving at different speeds. Right. It's like he has that LeBron James strength factor too when he goes actually when he goes at the rim because he can take contact and somehow he doesn't take another step, but his body still goes forward like two more feet where you think he's traveling, but he's really not. Hey, that's actually a really good comparison. I've never I've never thought of it as in like LeBron. I guess he is bigger though. Like as you look at when yeah, you look at him, seven. you don't view him as this big specimen. But then like when you see him against other guys, you're like, dang! Like his mass and his like center chest area is huge. That yeah, makes sense. He's already yeah. not getting a lot of calls for that for that reason as well. That's true. He actually talked about that versus like the European stuff mm-hmm. versus uh, this, like with the calls that you don't get versus the calls you do. And he feels like that's why he's been successful because you used to get a lot more calls over here. Now, like as you've seen this year with them not wanting the uh, the threes and all of the hezies and stuff mm-hmm. like that for people to jump into, they've been letting him play a lot more and he's not getting those calls. He, he you know, he stepped up with that step back this year. Yeah. Uh, he really expanded his game when he started hitting that. And speaking to that strength and, you know, him being so young uh, and I'll talk about UFC for a minute. Uh, This past weekend, a a fan favorite, Chase Hooper, he fought, he's been fighting the UFC since he was 18. Now he's 21. He just won his last match. Um, He's a jujitsu wizard. He's getting better on his feet. And in that match, he really showed off, you know, crazy jujitsu flexibility and all types of different things to get the win. And uh, one of the tweets was, wait until this kid gets his man strength. And you got to kind of wonder the same thing about Luca. Right. How old is Luca? Yeah. 22. 22, yeah. So crazy. And he's so good at basketball. You know who else is really good at basketball? Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry <laughs> is very good at the game of basketball, boys. I don't know if y'all knew that. There's some. There's a news flash for you, but Stephen Curry knows how to play the game. Also, the breaking news I was going to break earlier since we finally got here is Steph Curry wins inaugural Magic Johnson Western Conference Finals MVP. So I did not know this was a thing for this year, but it is, and Steph Curry won the Western Conference Finals MVP. The did they one. not used to have a name for the MVP trophy of the – I think I think this is the first one. Yeah, I think this is I, – I don't think they've done this before, like at all. Okay. Which, I mean, you know, they, they probably – it may not even been a thing before this series, and they were like – Oh hell, Steph's playing pretty good. He might have a chance to get an MVP in a series. We better we better cook something up real quick because we know when if he makes it to the finals, he's definitely not going to win the MVP. Is it's it going to go to Kevon Looney or Jordan Poole. I was actually thinking about this the other day when now that you're talking about Steph, like I think one of the craziest like marketing switches in life, like in our generation has been the NBA going from a LeBron James, like, like loving like him everywhere, like, on all the commercials, everything LeBron, to Steph is, like, what they idolize now. They want, yeah. like, they would love just a bunch of Stephs. Like, they don't, you know, like, they don't want, because, you know, like, the idea was LeBron is the next Jordan, right? But then, like, Steph creates this whole new generation of, like, everybody just wants to chuck threes. 
And, like, they've kind of gone away from the LeBron, you know, like, because if we want to be honest, like, LeBron James has been the MVP since he was 22 years old. Like, I mean, like, it's pretty – he's been the MVP. He hasn't won awards when he was supposed to win awards, and I don't even like the guy. But, like, it's very odd to me. Yeah, and to that same point, I mean, Devin Booker, I mean, he's – I mean, you know, RIP, but basically they branded him as the new Kobe. Right. It's just kind of the way the – it's crazy how they do that marketing. You know, AI, yeah. AI and jaw. Yeah, it's it's really crazy, though, to the main point of, like, it, you just see the transition of the NBA. And then, you know, Steph's, you know, got a few more years, and then it'll transition to someone like Giannis or Luka, and it'll go to their, you know, they'll be the face of the league, and they'll change everything back one way or the other, you know, because Giannis, it, it's – went from LeBron who dunked on everyone so hard for so long and hit so many clutch shots, then to Steph who would shoot from 55, 60 feet half-court shots, making them at the buzzer. Now all the kids want to shoot threes. And now you've got Giannis coming in who can literally dunk over three people from the free throw line. And so I think that you'll see that shift back eventually. It's just, you know, how the pendulum swings. But it is – it has been, especially for our generation – a wild transition to see when we're kids, you're either doing the the turnaround fader yelling Kobe, or you're, you know, trying to Euro and finish with contact and acting like you're LeBron James to now shooting 40 footers, calling yourself Steph. Exactly. I think the only game worth talking about in the series, I mean, there's a you know, games three and four and five are kind of worth talking about, I guess, but uh, it, game three was a fantastic basketball game. Um, and this was the game I was certain – I became certain the Warriors were going to win it all. Came out in the third quarter just like the old Warriors. Um, ended up winning the game by the same margin they won the quarter by. Uh, Steph, Clay, and uh, Wiggins combined for 77 points. And as much talk um, as they shut Luka down, he had 40. Um, you don't really shut him down. Uh, and then game four, Mavs and Luka get one at home. The, this is a crazy stat here. The Warriors won – yeah, the Warriors won the four, fourth quarter by 19 points, okay? Lost the game by 10. Crazy stat there. Guess what Luca's usage percentage was in this game? 97%. I was going to say 86. Usage percentage? <laughs> Goddamn. What? Like, uh, don't, yeah, who, the whole offense. The yeah, like, the whole offense went okay, through that man. It, it's, 40, <laughs> it's 42%, which is insanely high. I, would. I, I feel like I watched the game, and I feel like our guess is way closer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, this man, literally, every time that they even grabbed a rebound, it's just like tap it. It's like hot potato. Get it to Luca. Keller, did you get a new mic, by the way? I did. Does it sound good? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it sounds good, but it looks cooler. It looks like you're, a, you know, a professional. You know, you're, you're I know holding I, the mic up. I just need to stand. I don't have to stand yet. Yeah, you get the well, arm, I think man. It, I think it looks better holding it. You, you seem like you're just getting ready to start an interview. You look good. I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, and then, obviously, we just watched Game 5 wrap up as Josh announced Stephen Curry got the MVP award. I'm actually watching the Battle for Alberta, I think is what it's called. Is that what it's called, Josh? The Montreal-Calgary game or whatever? Edmonton and Calgary. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's a great yeah, That'll be a great match. It's 4-4 with uh, 12 minutes left in the third period. So, I mean, hey, got a game. I like there's a lot of goals. Hey, this, uh, whole, this whole series has had a ton of goals. Oh, and yeah. That, there's actually a lot of sport. You. Yeah, there's your NHL, your weekly NHL dosage, boys. Do hey, uh, any of y'all watch hockey? I mean, 
I watch it. Since they came back to ESPN, I've really tried, you know, quote unquote, tried to watch this, but I'm just not a hockey guy, dude. Like, even when they score, I'm like, what just happened? Like, I have no idea what just happened. I will say I've watched way more hockey games than I have MLB games in the past five years. It's probably not even close. Really? Yeah, I can't sit through a baseball game. Yeah, I'm a big, you know me, I'm a big baseball guy. So. I'm a big seam head. Coach. You know what I can sit through, though, boys? You know what I, I got the luxury to go to for two days oh, this yeah, past I week? This. I got to go to the PGA. I went the, the Tuesday practice round, and I was there for five minutes with my buddy Devin, and we went to the practice green. We had no idea. We didn't know who was where, but we walked up to the practice green. There's Tiger Woods just putting, and we're like, oh, this is super cool. We just got here taking pictures of him, you know, little kids are yelling, oh, Tiger, Tiger. And he, him and Joey, the caddy, go to walk off, and these kids are going, Joey, throw us a ball. So Tiger just sunk a putt. They go to walk off. He tosses that ball to, to Joey. Joey tosses it towards the kid. My buddy Devin, who's about 6'6", <laughs> oh dives over the kids, grabs the ball off the ground. And uh, so that was an incredible start to a wonderful PGA tournament. Uh, Devin just absolutely robbing these little children of a Tiger Woods golf ball. It's a Bridgestone that says Tiger on the side, so it's way too cool for them kids to have. Uh, Devin ended up gifting gifting me the ball because he said I would appreciate it way more than he would. So now I've got a Bridgestone Tiger Woods ball uh, sitting in my office, which is really cool. And then I got to go back. Th- oh, I won a Michelob Ultra hat, boys, for putting. Your boy can putt. Hey. Uh, I made the short one. That's how I got the hat. And then the lady told me that no one had made either of the back two holes. So, you know me. I said, well, I've got two more chances. So, I sunk it on my next putt. And I said, you can have the putter back. I'm, I'm way too good for this course. But I got a, I got a Michelob Ultra hat. I got it signed by Tony Finau, John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Jerry Mueller, Max Homa. I got a selfie with Max Homa. Uh, Abraham answer and well you had a time and that was all on Tuesday and I went and I went back Thursday and Sunday I looked for you all day Thursday so here's what I did Thursday Mm. no Kyler ghosted me on Thursday no I called this I left my phone I left my phone in my car because I wanted the real ex- I wanted I wanted to experience man everybody else was taking pictures everybody else had their phones had their had their phones I wanted to watch the golf I wanted to enjoy the golf tournament like Did you go yeah I was there on Thursday Josh how nice. let's talk about how insane those galleries were oh it was incredible and the view that and the view that you had from the gallery was incredible so I was I was in Max's group right in front of Tiger so like, on that, uh, on the transition from like, if you're at the eight tee box, you can watch them put on seven and tee off on eight. It was a mm-hmm. 255 yard par three, incredible view. It was an amazing time. Southern Hills, I mean, they need to go back there more often for, for majors. Well, the the PGA director actually said that they had such a good time in Tulsa. These kinds of partnerships are what lead to more opportunities down the road, and so they're looking at bringing uh, the PGA, whether it be the Senior Store or another. Uh, tournament to Tulsa in the next year or two. Well, I actually know there's a senior tour event that's going to that's happening in Edmond, um, Oak Tree. Oh, yeah, I played at Oak Tree. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I pl- yeah, I, I played at Oak Tree. Um, my senior year, I think, is where we played uh, regionals. That was actually a really nice course. Bent Grass Greens. Yeah, is it, is it the same one we're talking about with all, all, all the 
you know, multi-million dollar houses on the fairways. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I launched a, a ball in the one. <laughs> yeah. I've launched many balls. I was a caddy there for a summer. Caddy and cart boy. It was. I found out I could not play in the PGA, by the way, is because I definitely would have sent some balls into the stands. Like where the, the, the club seats, the stadium seats, I would have hit them for sure. I used to always wonder why they held the signs up of like quiet, please, or whatever. Like, I did not realize how much they – I went to, like, a, a mini go- – like, it was not PGA. I went to, like, a mini one in Dallas one time. This was, like, six years ago when I was in college. And people just do not have decent – like, I guess they just no. don't know golf, like, etiquette. Like, you're not supposed well, to talk. And, well, or that, yeah. <laughs> but people are just talking up a storm. And I can't imagine, like, when you got those big grandstands. Like, I bet it's so loud. That's why we have to get out to the waste management. But uh, speaking of foul out, was how about on during the playoff, uh, a different drunk guy on each hole just screaming at the players, just one drunk guy. And I, I heard this on a different podcast. I mean, you know, he had to be like a, a credentialed member or something because he was pretty goddamn close to the camera. Well, I mean, I, I mean, you could get as close as you wanted to the camera. I mean, th- it seemed, that was it seemed not like difficult. it seemed like he was he, he pulled the driver out for Justin Thomas. I mean, I got a I got a great video of Colin Morikawa where I'm I mean an arm's length away. He said, "Hit the driver, Justin." The lady was like, "Play it safe." <laughs> Hit the driver. It does blow my mind that the, the like the people that you see like holding up the signs and the flags, those are not like PGA professionals. No. Those are volunteers that that work at the clubs. Like most yeah, of those people are from Tulsa even- and they volunteered at the senior tour last year and they just got to volunteer again and a lot a lot of those people are actually members at that club and that's a good way for them to get be on the course at the whole for the entire tournament be next to the pros get to chop it up with everybody it, it's a real it's a real end so a lot a lot of perks if you want to spend those couple million dollars a year and be a member there well boys i think this is the perfect time to tell everyone to go follow us on social media I think that they should go follow us on Twitter at SportsBYBP. That is Burst Your Bubble podcast page. You can follow me at JakeEatno22. Kyler is at Kyler012. Cole, I'm pulling up your at right now because this is the first time I've had to do this. J underscore Cole underscore Jackson. J underscore Cole underscore Jackson. Cole Jackson. Go follow him on Twitter. Go follow at Unwrap Sports. It's our family over there. They do a ton of live streams. They do. We just got through the NFL draft, uh, mock draft. Just a, a few months ago or a couple months ago, we they do all kinds of shows. they got Generation Z Sports. They've got the Backstop Banner with Connie and Michael. They do a fantastic show over there. Go check out Unwrapped. Go check out our fantasy football expert, Shane, Fantasy BYB. That guy gives you all of the greatest tips, tricks, and ways to win your fantasy league, win the waiver wire, who to add, who to draft, who not to draft. He will help you with all of that. So go follow all of us on social media. The podcast is also on Facebook and Instagram at Burst Your Bubble. Guys, just go check us out. We appreciate everyone who's listening, everyone who's keeping up with the podcast. We're excited to be back full-time, uh, and we just look forward to, to get really diving back into this with you all. Be sure to send us your DMs. Add us on Twitter if you have questions or you feel like one of us really burst your bubble like Kyler did with Pat Mack. If you feel like there's a way that you can get involved, let us know at SportsBYBP on Twitter. Just don't block me. So guys, you to uh, so not uh, you just mentioned the the NFL and everything, but I really mm-hmm. want to hit on this real fast because we were just on golf. Who do you guys have in the Rogers Brady versus Mahomes 
Allen next week Ooh. on the first. See, uh, before we before we get your predictions on that, what's your take on that? So usually they have a, a, a pro golfer. How do you feel about just four non pros, four quarterbacks? I mean, you know, they probably pretty They're close all to average, scratch. Yeah. They're probably pretty close to scratch golfers, but you know, in the moment, you're going to see some school fucks. You're going to see some shanks. How do y'all feel about that? I mean, is it more watchable, less watchable? I think that it's it's awesome because like it just kind of like is going to bring a uh, a a feeling of you can relate to these guys because they're going to have them mic'd up. They're going to just be chilling. But I got a feeling because a lot of people are probably going to pick Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes just because like Josh Allen, I have a feeling can launch 450 yard drives, but it's going to be just like anytime you play an old man on the golf course, I will guarantee you Brady and Rogers are going to win by at least six strokes. I'm not sure how they're doing it. If you keep a total count though, I bet you they win by at least six strokes. I am just here because I know that, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are going to be so much better at trash talk yeah. than Mahomes and Allen. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are going to be trolling them. All. I would not be surprised if Tom Brady doesn't run over one of their golf balls with a cart. <laughs> just crushes like it's going their clothes. It's, it's going to be four frat guys out there playing golf. Just the older ones are screwing with the other ones. I, I guarantee it. I'm I'm definitely picking Brady and Rodgers. There's no way that they lose to Patrick Mahomes. In golf, no. And see, that's why I, and to that point, that's why I liked Phil in those contests because I mean, Phil's not gonna let there be dead air. Phil's not, Phil's not gonna let there be a not funny moment. And even when he's not even trying to be funny, he's just trying to explain some shit that nobody in this fucking universe understands. I was actually, I was actually worried about the dead air thing. If you didn't have Brady in there, I would be worried about the dead air. But I feel like Tom Brady is just one of those dudes that even if he's losing, he's like, I'll bust your ass the next one. Like, let's go to the next tee box. Like, you know, I'm ready. So I don't feel like dead air is going to be a problem just because Brady will never shut up. From Buffalo, so like you know he's gonna talk. It might not make any sense, but he's gonna talk. No one wants to hear my home talk, but he's gonna talk. Aaron Rodgers is the kind to start. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is a degenerate, and he's gonna start bringing out bets. Like, well, I bet you can't hit. I bet you can't hit this. I bet you can't. I bet you won't use your eight iron right here when you're 220 yards out. That's one thing I wish they would do more of that actual betting. Because all you know, all of us, you know, hundred dollars or hundred thousand dollars close to the pin for charity. I want to see some. I want to. I know they're making side bets like actual ones. I want to hear that. Right. You know, their side bets though, like, aren't monetary. Their side bets are stupid things like, hey, you have to buy me like a Ferrari golf cart. Yeah. Like both of us Ferrari. You know, stupid things like that. I need a new boat. Yeah, I need a new boat. <laughs> I need you to autograph something for my kid. So, guys, yeah, that I was really wanting to get y'all's takes on that. Another one, you know, because Josh had mentioned the draft's over with now, free agency's over with. I'm really curious after everything's over with now, like we're kind of in a dead period. Who are y'all's early predictions for uh, division winners for, you know, the NFC or the AFC? Mine, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I think that this might be one of the craziest picks. You guys are going to think that I'm insane, but I am a huge. I think that the dang Texans are going to turn it around this year and take a huge step. I, I am going on a Texans pick this year. 
to win the division? Arguably the worst roster in football. To win the division. To win the division. Nick Casario, yes, I'm going to ride this one. I think that there's going to be discontent in Tennessee. I think that the Colts are going to be the one question mark. Can the Colts – like the Colts are a – can Matt Ryan? A, they're a sleeping giant to me. The Colts are like a sleeping giant. I we could very well be seeing the Colts in the the Super Bowl next year, in my opinion. Like they, I, like I think that they're a sleeping giant, literally. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe in uh, the Jaguars at all. But I do think that the Texans like have taken strides, and I was so impressed by their draft and the people that Nick Casario had last year that were playing out of their minds on a terrible football team, I think that this will be – I think that the Texans could give a run. I think that they're definitely an eight-win team. I will personally wow. bet you on that. I will bet the under. Okay. Oh, a burst your bubble bet? I had to smoke just, just hearing Kyler, you. play the music. Kyler had, Kyler had to go hit something. All right, something burst your bubble bet. We've, wow. are, are, you, are you guys betting the over-under at eight with Houston? I, I mean, what do you think the line is set at, honestly? Four. It's got to be like four and a half, probably. Three and a half. That's generous. It's got to be three. Oh, it's at least three and a half. I, I, agree, three I agree last with your, year. I agree with your Titans pick. I mean, your, your Titans assessment. I mean, I think some, some stuff could go wrong there. And the Colts, I mean, Matt Ryan, they're an injury away. The Titans have done nothing but get worse. Like, yeah. literally have done nothing they, but yeah, get worse. Yeah, they added Robert Woods. That's, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Like, Robert Woods, I am not a Robert Woods fan. Never have been. I don't think that he's as good as he was hopped up to be. Like, Cooper Cup's getting him open. They had other people that, like, yeah, Sean McVay will scheme anyone open. That's true. Sean McVay, Sean, or not Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan yeah, made Matt Ryan the MVP of the freaking league. Yeah. No, he, he definitely didn't. Houston he, Texans winning eight games. Whew, all right, Cole. I, I love, I love the bold. What you guys got? Goal. What you guys got? I'll let Kyler go first because I already know who he's going to pick. I don't think you do because I'm going straight into the NFC beast. Oh, hey, this is a hard one. They haven't had a back-to-back division winner in like and, ten years. I know, and who won it last year? Eagles, right? The Eagles did, yeah. I want to pick the Cowboys. <laughs> of course, but I saw a beautiful dime. Oh, you're crazy. himself today to a, to the rookie wide receiver, Dontrell Moore. And let me tell you what, crazy. the New York Giants are going to win nine football games this year, and they're going to win this division. How hey. in the world? Like, let me just pause for a moment. So I'm insane on my Texans pick, but you're picking a team who didn't throw a touchdown pass to a wide receiver last year. But But what I'm saying is that nine <laughs> wins is going to win this division, and I think the Giants can get there. I just want the Texans to get eight. I don't think eight wins that division, though. All right, go ahead. Hey, I'm – Kyler, if this happens, I will be absolutely giddy because I own Danny Dimes in my most important uh, <laughs> dynasty league. So I'm all in on Danny Dimes having an incredible, an incredible NFL year. So I'm I'm here for it. I don't know that they're going to hit nine wins. I don't – I think you could probably win this division with seven or eight wins. Yeah. And so, I, I mean uh, – I'm in. I love it. I'll ride and this train. I, I like also Brian have Davis Dayball Mills, too. but I've got a lot less confidence in Davis Mills than I do Danny Dimes. I do like Brian Dayball. If, if, he, if Danny Dimes can stay healthy. You know, with that take, though, you guys think Mike McCarthy's getting fired after this year? 
Oh, dude. He might, he might get fired mid-season. No, Cowboys aren't firing a head coach mid-season. It did With Wade Phillips at one time. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Things have changed. <laughs> dude, I really think – I don't even care if they make the playoffs. Even if they make the playoffs, I think he's getting fired after the first game because, like you just said, yeah. he's uh, Jerry Jones has got a hard on for uh, Sean Payton, mm-hmm. and he's he better Josh, get him you before, got? before somebody uh, in some broadcast booth comes comes and gets mm-hmm. him. Go ahead, Josh. The problem is, boys, I don't have any crazy like hot takes for these picks. Um, like, if I'm going my most confident, I mean, I guess. I guess I'll just be a homer here and take my favorite team because I think we're going to come back way better than we were last year, and I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens going from last to first. I think the Ravens are going to pull it all the way back. I think we're going to have our cornerbacks healthier. We're going to get some of our running backs back. Rashad Bateman's taking a step forward. Doesn't matter. They got rid of Hollywood Brown. Obviously, wide receiver is the biggest question mark we have on the roster, but I don't think that Joe Burrow and the Bengals are going to repeat. I think the Ravens are going to win 13 games this year, and I think it's going to be an incredible season. So, Lamar's your MVP. Lamar's always my MVP. Well, if they win 13 games, he's damn sure better be the MVP. But the thing, that people, the thing that people underestimate is the Ravens are still playing a little bit of old-school football, and their defense is still really good when it's not – when we don't have 18 people on IR. So, if our team can stay healthy, we're very good on defense. And that all we have to do is keep other teams from scoring. That – uh. That division is a very, Dude. very. I would. That is one of those divisions. It's just like who you. Your guess is as good as mine. Who's coming out of it? Because everybody in that dang division. Because you can't count the Steelers out as much as you want to. Like you look at that team, you're just like that team is terrible. Mike Tomlin never like, had a losing season. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Mike Tomlin's too damn good to be counting out the damn Steelers. And then the Browns are just like. Is this team about to come out if Deshaun Watson doesn't get suspended and win 14 games? Yes, let's talk Maybe, about that. because getting, they're ridiculous. Is he getting and suspended? I, d- I don't see how you do suspend them. I think in the public eye, though, the NFL feels like they have to suspend them. Yeah, yeah I, think the problem, I think the problem is that all this court stuff's getting pushed back. So I think that he actually has a better chance to play this season than he does next season. I think that you could see a situation where Deshaun Watson plays this year with the Browns and then gets suspended for the next season. Uh, I I don't feel as though the NFL would be confident enough to let these witness statements come out on HBO. They're letting two of the witness statements come out on HBO. Real sports. I don't feel like the NFL would be confident enough to let that happen because they have that kind of pool. Yeah. They could pull the plug on that if they wanted to and say, no, that's not happening. They would not allow that to happen. They're trying to get it out there where, like, look, here's the evidence of what's against Deshaun Watson. When we don't suspend him, do not come at us and saying that we're a terrible league, da 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 I could agree with that. Uh, but, again, we, we, we do not know. Uh, we're just – We don't. We're just people talking on the podcast. Um, I will say, though, you know, the Ravens are my, you know, who I would love to win my division. But I think the most – like, if I had to go and put a bet down on who I felt the most confident to win a division, it's absolutely the Green Bay Packers to win their division. I I have no trust in Chicago. I I have no trust in Detroit. And I have no trust in Kirk Cousins. Give me 
Aaron Rodgers. I know Cole wants to talk about this division. I'm going to let him talk about this, that division as much as he wants to. Right after he answers this question, Cole, very honestly, rank the quarterbacks in the AFC North. In the AFC North? Yeah, Lord, you gave me, like, the hardest thing to do. Um, Are we getting – who are we doing present day? Like, are they fine or are yeah, we doing yeah, yeah. like yeah. prime? Like, what they're no, the, what we expect them to play at? Yeah, yeah. Week one, week one this season, Levels, this coming season. Okay. Well, it's Lamar Jackson. Lamar, like Lamar above Deshaun. Yes. Like, Deshaun yeah. hasn't played in two years. Okay. Like, I mean, I can't say because you're saying present day. That's what I was asking. Like, if we're doing prime. I'm actually going to pick Deshaun Watson because yeah. Deshaun Watson, ha- like, I get that. He, he hasn't Lamar proven Jackson, to you yet. Yes, Lamar Jackson to me has not proven to me that you're going to go out there and be yeah. able to decisively. Okay, we're on the same page. Yeah. I decisively I finish that thought because Lamar Jackson has won so many late, so many late games, so many of those clutch moments. What has what Lamar Jackson not shown yet? This, Lamar Jackson to me is a complete game changer to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel as though he's been able to take that step and even been put in that situation because they were out of those ga- that game against Tennessee that they lost in the playoffs here a while back ago. Like, they did not – Lamar Jackson was the only – he was running for his freaking life, and he was the only one competing. Exactly, on a bum ankle. I don't remember him being hurt. I just remember him running for his life and, like, no one helping in that game at all. Because I think it was a weather game too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So. I don't feel like he's been able to decisively show us, like – I think that he has it, like no, no doubt about it. Like, and I—that's what I'm saying. Like, he is the top in the in yeah. the division, but he hasn't had the opportunity. You've watched Deshaun Watson go out there and show you why he is like that dude, and like he he has played that MVP level. His team just has always sucked. And he literally – he didn't have anybody to throw the ball to for forever. It's the same thing with Lamar, like Lamar's doing right now. Like Lamar didn't have anybody to throw the ball to except for Hollywood Brown – or Mark Andrews, really, because Hollywood Brown – Hollywood had the drops. He had the yips. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I'm interested to see Lamar Jackson play a full season because, I mean, earlier in Deshaun Watson's career, he had injury concerns as well. I mean, he tore his ACL. He had different injuries. Uh, Lamar Jackson – In the NFL was, career? Deshaun Watson tore his ACL. I thought you said Lamar Jackson. No, 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 no. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, what was it, like week 11, week 12 last year, he hurt his ankle? Because um, they started out great, 9-2, and 8-3, and three, something like that. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, I do, I, so I sorry, Cole. I, sorry, I interrupted your ranking of the quarterbacks. Oh, you're fine. Like, uh, yeah, but that's – there's a – that's he's – it's one. It's a 1A, 1B situation, yeah. in my opinion. I still think that Deshaun Watson's going to be, come out and still be a great quarterback. Like, don't get me wrong. And then, like, Joe Burrow, dude, like, is amazing. Like, I love Joe Burrow. Like, I am a huge Joe Burrow guy. I just can't, like, pick Lamar – I mean, like, Joe Burrow over Lamar because Joe Burrow is – it's his only his second year. And Nine games? No, they won uh, – Not more than that. Nine or they ten. They won 11. I think they won okay. 11 and six. Um, But uh, Lamar, like, is still – you know, he's 1A, like we were talking about. And then we've got 1C as in Joe Burrow, like, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like, if he takes that that next step this year and they come out and they have a 12-5 and five season, yeah. I'll be like, all right, Joe, this is, like, the hardest to pick from. Like, this might be the hardest division to pick a quarterback in just because of is. these three. 
Do what? I think it already is. It might be. I mean, you got you got Mason Rudolph there too. I mean, my goodness. Mason Rudolph's getting cut. I mean, the AFC West has some pretty good quarterbacks too. That's exactly oh, who I thought you were Kenny about Pickett. to ask me about. I thought I thought that Kyler was going to ask me to rank those. And yeah, I was, was going like, to say, the I AFC no West idea. has some really good oh, quarterbacks. Yeah. I, that's where we I was just... actually going to go when you couldn't d- decide to pick a team. I was going to ask you, who do you think wins the AFC West? Yeah. That's that's who, because you couldn't, like, you, you couldn't figure out what division winner you wanted to do. I was going to ask you, who do you think wins the AFC West? How about the I mean, Raiders getting Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams? And working out Colin Kaepernick today. Yeah, and I saw him do it. So what do you, what do you guys think about it? Do you think he comes back? I saw, I mean, this is the guy who, uh, endorsed him, you know, getting that trial with the NFL. And apparently the workout went good. I mean, apparently he threw well and impressed. I don't, you know, how much of that is just fluff from the Raiders organization. But I just see, I mean, bring him in as a backup, you know, like, I mean, I, I completely get it. But Derek Carr is not going anywhere because Derek Carr is a very capable quarterback with the Las Vegas Raiders. So I don't think Derek Carr is going anywhere. Uh, but I do think it's, you know, interesting for Colin that he's, you know, taking the step and did an actual tryout with a team the first time he'd been seen with an NFL team since 2017 it's five years which is pretty cool but uh I I mean Plus, you know I'm probably going to take the easy route on this and just take the Chiefs to win the division um he's plus 225 being, to sign with the Raiders by the way yeah I, I mean oh that's interesting uh it's got to be the Chiefs for me if it wasn't the Chiefs I'd pick the Chargers Kyler heard me week after week get my heart broken by the Chargers because on paper they're the best team in, in football. They have probably the best defense on paper. Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, they have one of the most electric offenses in the NFL on paper, and it should work. Both sides of this ball should work to win NFL games, but it, it just doesn't. So I'll take the Chiefs, but I would love to see the Chargers actually take the next step and and take over this division does brandon staley get fired if they don't make the playoffs they are huge brandon staley fans like they love him here's he 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 won't get fired but here's what i mean at some point you've got if you're brandon Staley, if you're the gm you've got to have a conversation with him are these fourth down calls working are these are, are you're going for two plays? Are, are these things working or are they costing us well, games? And he even talked about this. And shout out to Pat McAfee. Um, he talked about this on the McAfee show. Uh, you know, once they got a kicker, they started kicking more field goals. Like the reason that he went for so many two point conversions in the beginning of the season, they literally didn't have anybody to kick an extra point or a field goal more than 25 yards. I'm actually in favor of going for two more than kicking field goals. Uh, but it just sometimes it doesn't work. And if it Situation. screws you out of a game, Mike Harbaugh, I mean, we, we got screwed, you know, no, I said Mike Harbaugh, don't Harbaugh, we got screwed, you know, multiple times as a Ravens fan. But Brandon Staley also did the same thing with the Chargers. I think that going for two, man, is just one of those so draining plays. It's like a, like a. Especially if you don't get it. Exactly. It, it, the, it far out, the momentum shift far outweighs the extra point offset point that you get, in my opinion. Like, if you can make it 11 to 10 or whatever, like, and you're up by one, but if you make it nine to 10, your guys immediately are just like, dang, like, we have to get that back now. Like, that's an extra yeah. possession. If we don't get that back, because we're going to have to go for it on two uh, next touchdown or we're going to have to get the ball back an extra possession. And you only get so many possessions in a game. Like, Well, so I think the difference is it's, is it's situational. So, like, if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs and I get the ball first 
and I drive the field in two and a half minutes, I'm going for two with Patrick Mahomes because I know that I'm going to score more touchdowns. If I'm the Chargers and I have the ball and I score before they do, I'm going for two because I know I'm going to get another chance on offense. That's just, I mean, you've got to. If you're down by two, I get it. Or if you're down by one, I get it. And that defense, too, like you're talking about, like you know that you're going to create more opportunities for yourself. Like, so I I get what you're saying. Like that – I get the mindset, but it's a dangerous game, man. You're playing, you're playing Russian roulette out there. And that Chargers defense, it. the Chargers defense added J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. Exactly. On That's paper, on paper, it's the best defense in the league. I mean, Jesus Christ! And then, crazy, of course, dude. in the same division, Russell Wilson uh, goes to the Denver Broncos. Him and Sierra now member now uh, residents in Denver, probably a uh, a nice suburb outside of Denver, if I had to guess, but probably in Golden. I think that the Broncos missed a window. I think, and interesting, this is going to be screwed up because Nathaniel Hackett, I do think, is. I think that that Broncos offense is about to take a major step forward. But I think that that Broncos defense is about to take a major step back. I think the Vic Fangio is an underrated defensive mind or people have just not even that he's an underrated defensive mind in the NFL I think that people have just forgotten how good Vic Fangio was as a defensive coordinator because that's Mm -hmm. the last time that the Bears were good at defense and you know Vic Fangio comes to Denver and creates the best defense in the league statistically one of the best defenses in the league I think that with Von Miller leaving and Vic Fangio leaving they're about to take a step backward it's you know I think that that defense is going to struggle this year and, you know, maybe Russell Wilson, you know, counteracts a lot of that and pulls stuff out of his hat like he did in Seattle because I think that he's going to be very good in Denver. And mm-hmm. I think that that offense is going to be very good with all the weapons that they have. They did have to get rid of no offense, but I think Albert Aquambugum is about to take a step forward this year. And uh, I think Nathaniel Hack is going to handle business up there. But... The only thing that I'll say, I, I actually tend to agree that I think the defense is going to take a step back, but I don't know that it's actually – that big of a step compared to the offense taking the step forward. So I don't think that they're going to come in and win a Super Bowl by any means, but I I think that they're going to be in in the conversation of making the playoffs, like getting a wild card spot. Because on that defense, you still got Bradley Chubb, you got Patrick Sertan, uh, uh, Justin Simmons, the free safety is really good. Uh, They've got another linebacker. I mean, but they've got some pieces. I mean, they've got some stars on the defense to be able to fill some of those gaps. So, I do think that they take a step back, but I don't. I think it just kind of offsets each other. So, Jerry Judy's going to be a little bit better than he was last year. As you made to run some routes, I think that Russell Wilson's actually going to be able to throw the ball to Cortland Sutton again. Like he's going to be able to have a competent quarterback. So, I think the offense takes a pretty big step forward, while the defense only regresses a little bit. And uh, you know, like I forget what the stat is. Their single-digit losses last year. It was something very like high. Like yeah. they were very like they were very easily close to being and they were a borderline playoff team last year. Absolutely. And you know, if they have just a little bit more offensive production, we're looking at an eleven and you know, six team. And guess what? The Bengals were freaking eleven and six and they ended up in the Super Bowl. So you just never know. And people taking trips to Denver mile high, you know that's at least that's yeah. going to swing it a little bit. So, I don't know. Where's I should come playoff I, time. I just feel like if you get Russell Wilson two years ago, 
it's a much different stance that you have Ooh. than you do right now. If you have Russell Wilson two years ago, you're competing yeah. for a Super Bowl one of those years. Exactly. That's my point. And that, yeah. that's what I worry about with this window that I, I, I was mentioning. Yeah. I, I agree that I don't think the Broncos are going to come in and win a Super Bowl. But I think that they will be just as good or maybe even a little bit better than they were last year. I do think that they will be better. I just wonder if they've missed the win. Because, dude, at the end of the day, like, I've always that. been this. That that is, This has been my biggest thing is, like, I love Aaron Rodgers to death. I mean, Packers fan till I die, like all of these things. But like how many Exactly. Like how many times do we have to do this though? Like let's just make NFC championship games all my life and like we'll never win anything. Like I we've won one Super Bowl and we have the greatest quarterback statistically ever. You know, like statistically, he's the greatest quarterback ever. And Don't even try to like argue with me. Highest QBR, highest like, touchdown to pass. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing. I, what, what I'm going to say is like <laughs> people we'll go off on this. People won't even argue statistically. People will say like I test. I mean, do you watch the games? Aaron Rodgers. Right. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. <laughs> do you watch the games? Josh is <laughs> coming in. Oh, all right. Cole, do you watch hey, the games? On. Hold Listen, on. I've I got bias, like, so on. I, I got to set on. this one out. I feel, I feel like, I feel like you two just act like it's common knowledge that Tom Brady is not the greatest of all time. He's the greatest winner blew, of all time. That just, what did you just say? He's the greatest winner of all time. I thought you said player, and I'm like, oh. dude. The, and what you just said is what I come back to, though. You just said he's the greatest winner of all time. Yeah. What are we? What are we playing for? Like he's the playing. greatest player of all time. He is the GOAT. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. No, I just blew my mind that you both tried to act like it was common knowledge that Aaron Rodgers Aaron was Rodgers the best quarterback isn't... of all time. That is, that is not okay. even the conversation. Yeah, sure. he should. Aaron Rodgers is, is better at being a quarterback. Tom Brady is better at winning the football game. The only thing I want to say on this whole what? thing – the what only are, thing I, is this the Twilight Zone? Listen, the only thing I want to say on this whole thing: Tom Brady had a top eight defense every Super Bowl win he had. Aaron Rodgers has had one top ten defense, and or no, two now because last year he had a top ten defense. He's had two top ten defenses in his whole freaking career. The year that we won the Super Bowl, we were second ranked defense in the league. And that's it. Cole, when are y'all going to move to a division that's actually competitive? We're just too damn good, man. We just whoop everybody's ass. And just I mean, the Bears, they're fucking horrible. I don't know what the deal is with the Bears. I think it's just their ownership. Like It is. I don't know how you got so bad so fast. Like, okay. I felt like right. the Bears. Right. Are you guys ready? Okay, listen. I get it. Well. I, I, I get it. You know, maybe it had something to do with the teams. Tom Brady, 41 playoff games. Aaron Rodgers, you know how many playoff games he's got? I'm going to say guesses? 25. 18. 18. He's a better Aaron winner. Ro- Aaron Rodgers' record, 10 and 8. Tom Brady's record, 30 and 11. He's a much Tom Brady has lost more games than he – I mean, he's won three times more. This just blows my mind. I'm, I can't believe I'm having to have I, this I, under, I understand the goal of the game is to win. But the sport, the act of playing quarterback, Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. But if you're trying to win, sure, give me Tom Brady. What sense does that make? It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It makes no sense That's at all. Not Josh, even a I, argument. 
I agree with you. Like, as I'm standing here, like, I agree with what you're saying. Like, I 100% get what you're saying. Like, I get it. Like, we play to win. Like, you play to win the game. Like, 100% always, every day. Yeah. But it's literally one of those situations where you put them both on a field. You say, like, if you're putting them on the field or let's just put it in basketball terms. It's, I was we've, about to. Yeah, We've got five and five. I was about to say Kevin Durant, LeBron James. Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. Who is the better player, Kevin Durant or LeBron James? Give me Kevin. In prime LeBron James. I mean, that's subject to for you guys. Uh, like, I mean, body, I'm not, I mean, body. It, you get what just, I'm saying, though? Do you get yeah, what I'm exactly. saying? Like, that's, yeah, that's where exactly. I'm at with it. Here's my whole problem with this. And it's okay, not that your opinion – is that Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. That's not the I problem. am biased, too. I said that at the beginning of this. The, the problem was that you both acted like this was common knowledge, like this was just a agreed-upon thing, because that is far from the truth. That's that's what Dirty. blew my mind. That's what <laughs> blew my mind, because this is not a hey. common, like, thing. That's not what people go around saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers is better than A lot more people say that than you're leading on. You... There's way more people on this planet that say that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time than they do Aaron Rodgers. It's not common accepted that it's not commonly accepted that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time. If you go poll a hundred people, not of all NBC, time, but right now. Okay, I'm, you're losing me, Kyler. Right losing now, Tom, Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady at playing the position of quarterback. All right, we need to get off this because you just lost me on that one. Yeah, all I'm saying is it's not commonly Who, – Who's going taken. to have a better season this year, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Tom Brady just led the league in passing yards last year, Kyler. Who's going to have a better season this year, Aaron Rodgers Probably Tom Brady. Tom Brady again. He's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk again, Scotty Miller, and Aaron Rodgers. Throwing in, in, a, in a – how many more – he had 130 more pass attempts. And he had more yards. I mean, that, it's not – what Tom? I mean, if you want to, if you want to go with this year, you can say Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson because they will they will probably have better years. But as a bodies of work, greatest of all time, it is not commonly accepted that Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. That's Transition, all. I'll end tran there. Uh, transitioning over from this one, do we feel like Josh Allen is going to have as big of a leap this year as everybody's like playing this up? Because everyone and their mom is picking him for MVP. I don't know how. I mean. What what more leap can he take? Yeah. You know, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, I don't <laughs> understand. Like this, I'm like, dude, we all know Josh Allen's top five quarterback. Like, I don't get what we're like. What are we even saying right now? Like, yeah, it's not an argument. I mean, like, if you want him to take a leap, I mean, I guess it is winning an MVP. But I mean, I mean, like, I don't know what a leap looks like. Exactly. Like that's exactly. Like I mean, I get you know, like he did nothing but answer the call in that game against the Chiefs, like. Dude. You know, like he's proven to me that and that Josh to go back real fast, because I felt like we were talking about that Lamar thing and you were giving me like crazy looks. That right there is what I'm talking about with the Lamar thing. I want Lamar in a in a slug fest with Patrick and watch Lamar like answer the call because he's going to make something happen. You know, mm -hmm. like Josh Allen made what's this Gabriel Davis look like he was freaking Randy Moss, like Gabriel Davis caught four touchdowns in that AFC champ or not that AFC championship game, but you get what I'm saying. Like, that's what I want to see Lamar. Do. I, think, I, go I think more of what my crazy look was for was because of like saying that we haven't seen it, but Lamar Jackson went out there, his, his MVP year, second year in the league looked like the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Because he was exactly. doing both sides every game. 
and ex- and exactly to that point, like that's why you can't rank Joe Burrow ahead of Lamar right now because Joe Burrow, like while he did play great last year and he took him all the way to the Super Bowl, like that. And that's another thing, like you know, he took him all the way to the Super Bowl, knocking off Patrick Mahomes, knocking yeah. off people on the way there, like. He didn't have as great of a year as Lamar Jackson had that that second year. So that's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. Completely, completely agree there. But I mean, Josh Allen, you know, pretty consistent from 2020 and 2021, 4,500 yards, 4,400 yards, 37, 36 touchdowns, 10 and 15. So the rating dropped a little bit, but still over 90 for in 2021. So it's probably more of a workload, too. Yeah. They, I mean, Devin Singletary finally started running the football from the last five weeks of the year. And talking I was about, about to say, they're still playing yeah. without a running back. They've been playing exactly. on a, without the running back position for the last two, three years. They, just so they, draft, they drafted James Cook. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that, by the way. I think that's going to be and a great pickup. Landed Von Miller, too. I mean, they gave him a huge deal, but if you look at the guarantees, it's, I mean, it's, what, it's basically a, a one-year deal, two-year deal. I mean, <laughs> I don't – I mean – I, I know it was like, it it was like four years, years 100 – yeah, it was like four years, 120, I think. But after two, it's voidable. I don't know. Those contracts. I have I have my own like thing about the salary cap that I think that they should do, but that's a time for another that's a conversation for another pod. <laughs> oh, boys, I'm still I'm still fired up. Yeah, let's let, let's get some predictions on the on that that division we were just talking about there. The Buffalo Bills. Um, I mean, obviously is everyone picking them to win that division? I mean, you have to pick the Bills to win that division right now. I want to pick the Jets to take a huge leap forward. I think that the Jets had the best draft in the league, followed by the Texans. I think that the Texans' overall body of work was better, but I think that the Jets had straight-up steals. When, you know, like the Jets stole Mm -hmm. every position at every pick that they took, they stole a player. Mod Gardner – Garrett Wilson and Jermaine Johnson, like all three of those are going, if not pro bowlers are going to be all pro players in my opinion. Yeah. I think think, the Jets had the best draft. I think Ahmad Gardner does need to put on weight though. One thing that really worries me about Ahmad Gardner is I think that he is going to have like first cross check that that man catches when they run a stunt on him. It's going to be bad for he might break a damn rib because he's as skinny as I am. George Kittle Kittle runs across the middle and fucking exactly. Exactly. Yep. Travis Kelsey the first time. Oh exactly. That's my point exactly. The first pick that Belichick draws up against him because he's gonna play Belichick twice a year. Belichick's gonna do it to him. We'll see how the like how he gets up and handles it. He ain't gonna be playing in the American anymore. I actually, I mean, I, I, you have to pick the Bills. I think the Bills are going to win the division, but I think the Patriots are probably going to get second place again. I think if you can have Mac Jones take another step forward, I mean, you don't have, you don't need him to do a whole lot. You just need him to be a little bit better. Bill Belichick, still one of the best coaches of all time. He, you know, he's been doing it for so long. He's the best coach of all time, but in his current state, he's still one of the best coaches in the league. So I think the Patriots still coming in second. I think the Jets actually might have a decent year and still coming last in their division. So crazy too, man, because their team is just getting better and better. They're building a squad. I really like what they're doing. And I I said it the first time I came on y'all's podcast. Whoever picks two attack of Iloa is going to literally be in hell for the next how however long it takes to get rid of him. And I just feel like the dolphins were primed 
to yeah. literally take over because Brady left and everything and the, all the picks they had and everything, and they've done nothing but screw it up at every look that they've been able to do it at. And I think the two is just, you know, not well, going to take those steps. And I'm going to get a one-way ticket to hell, and I'm going to pick the Miami Dolphins to come in second in this division. Okay, um, I think yeah, the, I think the Buffalo Bills will win it. Um, probably look, the Bills probably win 13 games. I mean, geez, their schedule's looking pretty favorable. Um, but the Dolphins, they got – obviously, they got Tyreek Hill in that trade. They loaded up in free agency. They got – Taron Armstead, Connor Williams to protect Tua. I mean, this is and like like you said, Cole. I mean, this is uh, if you've had Tua on your team in the NFL, you you've been in hell. And this is the absolute last chance for Tua Tagovailoa to prove that he's an NFL worthy quarterback and he's got everything around him to do so. And, and this is it. I mean, it's the same thing with uh, who's the other quarterback that's in the same position right now. What are you talking about? I mean, there's a few. Who? I mean, Baker's, I mean, Baker's to, in that. To, um, to your point, though, about, like, to Tua's defense, and this is the only thing I'll say about it because I'm not sure who's to blame in the whole thing. That's why I just lumped it in as the Dolphins as a whole. I loved Brian Flores. I think that he was not – he was wrongfully terminated. I don't feel as though Brian Flores should have been terminated. I think he's a good coach. Yeah. I think that he's going to be a good coach later down the road. All of those things. Oh, oh they, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. Do you think he was fired because of that meeting on the yacht with Tom Brady and the owner? I don't know. I, I honestly, I have no idea because you don't know what's true. Like you yeah, don't, you true. don't know what's true in all of these instances, but something's got to be true. Like something's leaking. Something's got to be true. But where I come back to it is they've handled Tua the wrong way since he stepped. I don't yeah. think that he's a good quarterback, but he's been handled terribly. You can't put a dude in for three quarters and then take him out as soon as it's crunch dude. time. Like, I need to see if this man has a clutch gene or not. Like, I need to see if he's going to step up. Like, I can't just plug in this 15-year vet and say, okay, yeah, I know that this guy will get it done or hang on for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, And then say he can't play because of a hip injury. Then he's then he, you, starts. He, ha- he has to play because of an injury, because of an actual injury. It's like, well, is he fucking hurt or not? Like, what's going on? It's like, bro, it, it would be such a confidence killer for Tua Tungvaloa. And I've got the full faith in them. And the quarterback that I was thinking of a while ago where it's really his last chance, it's Danny Dimes. Yeah, I knew that's where you were going. Yeah, yeah, Daniel. Which, once again, Daniel Jones, to me, like, you might as well just plug that motherfucker in and run him back. Like, I, you know, like, the, he didn't big, pass dude. a touchdown to a wide receiver last year. Like, please, someone, how? But the other problem is you can't have him at running back because he'll fumble. Hey, did you see that pass? <laughs> did you see that pass on Twitter today, though? Looked a lot better than two, that one two or three to Tyree Kill. Who they got? They just cut James Bradbury. I don't know who the fuck they got covering. That's true. <laughs> That's probably the water boy. Yeah, this is some pretty good, pretty good divisions. I, I will. I have one last question. I've got two last questions on the NFL before I let y'all get out of here. My first question to both of you is: Is Baker Mayfield mm. still a starting quarterback? And if so. Do we think he plays for a different team than the Cleveland Browns this year? Go ahead, Connor. I've got to think on that one. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, like Baker's a starting quarterback. Baker is a top 20 quarterback in the league, in my mm-hmm. opinion, when he's healthy. Like, if you want to see a sell job of wanting someone gone, so I'm going to put them in one of the worst situations possible, go look at the Browns game against the Packers when they mm-hmm. freaking played them. 
They ran Nick Chubb eight times, and Nick Chubb gashed us for like 70 yards and then turn around and throw the ball 45 times with Baker when he has a torn shoulder labrum. Like, if that's not – I want you gone more than anything, that's that's self-explanatory for me. Like, Kevin Stefanski did not want him there, and that – you know, seals the deal for me. Put Baker on any of these teams that are competitors that we have questions. Put Baker on the Giants, and you, you've got me thinking the Giants might actually be something because they don't have a bad defense. Their defense isn't terrible, and their offense, their offensive line is going to be much more improved this year. Andrew Thomas actually took a step forward last year. And so, like, I think that he he throws at least 15 touchdowns to those wide receivers last year. When do we think he gets traded? He doesn't. You're gonna get cut. Nobody wants to pick up that uh, that money. Hmm. It's a straight up Odell situation. They're gonna have to come to some sort of situation or agreement, just like they did last year with Odell. Well, how much money's getting paid? How much yeah. money isn't getting paid? Because Jacoby Brissett's going. They signed him to be the backup quarterback. Like, and somebody said it. I don't remember who said it, but somebody said it might be to Baker's best interest to play. I don't think that Kevin Stefanski is going to want to play him. Kevin Stefanski is going mm-hmm. to say, I don't want Baker anywhere near my team. And yep. Baker doesn't want to be anywhere near that team. Yep. No, obviously not. San Francisco 49ers. What? You think he's going to San Fran? Yep. Oh, I don't – I mean – How are you going to ship three first-round picks out of there for Trey Lance and not play – Trey because, Lance. because he's not good. Well, hey, I don't I still don't know that Trey Lance is gonna play. I mean, I still think Jimmy G owns that quarterback room right now. Uh, but I think that there's a couple of better options, you know, just for Baker to go to. Tennessee. Uh, I mean, you know, Malik Willis will be yeah. backing up him. I, I think that you've got options like Atlanta. You've got options like Seattle. Seattle, you've got options Carolina. like uh, Carolina. That's what I was thinking of. Carolina. Pittsburgh. Probably not with Mitch. I mean, he could. I think he just Baker's drafted a first round wide guy. receiver. I mean, not a wide receiver, first round yeah, got quarterback. Pickett. Yeah, yeah, he just drafted Kenny Pickett. Like, no. I mean, and, I could see him starting over Jameis in, in New Orleans. Like, I, there are teams that could use Baker Mayfield. Seattle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean right. yeah, there are there are teams that could use him. So I, that's that was what I was curious about. I was curious if you guys thought he would be starting in the NFL this season. I think this is a. This is a wild card. I think that Davis Mills actually played very well last year, given the circumstances. That's why I do pick the Texans. I think that he's a Stanford dude. He's going to take that step forward this year and actually have a good sophomore year. He played just as good as Trevor Lawrence did last year, in my opinion, and I'm a huge Trevor Lawrence fan. Stats back that up. And, you know, Davis Mills, I think, is a good quarterback. I think if Davis Mills, though, has a rough – I think he's going to be one of those dudes who – even though he plays well, he's going to have a rough NFL career because they just don't buy into him because he doesn't give you the flashy throws and all of that kind of stuff. He just gets the job done. He's one of those A.J. McCarrens back in college. And uh, I think that Baker might end up as a Texan next year. It's also the draft capital. You know, you, you when you when teams don't invest a whole lot in a guy, I you're a lot capital. less likely to use him. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that statement. So the other question I have for you guys, and this is the last one I have, is who – is starting the first four weeks at quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold. Yeah, it's got to be Sam Darnold, right? So do, well, do we think that Sam Darnold is the but... only 
starting quarterback for these? Because if you remember, they were going Darnold and PJ back and forth during games last season. I think Sam Donald doesn't get four games. I think he gets two games. He's going to yeah. screw it up, and then they're going to put Matt Corral in. Because Matt Corral, Matt Corral, I think. I forgot they got him. Yeah. I think they're going to put Matt Corral in at week three. Rule Probably really the end him. of the game. Huh? Matt, Matt Rule really likes him. Yeah, I don't I don't remember what the deal was with that story behind Rule and uh, Matt Corral. But there's something there. I forget I what it is. think he recruited him. No, uh, he recruited Kenny Pickett at Temple. That's right. But uh, uh, anyway, yeah. I think that Matt Corral will end up starting by week three. I think Kenny Pickett also ends up starting this year. Yeah. If Kenny Pickett doesn't start over Mitch Trubisky, I think that's a problem. Dude, I've been saying that that's where the Bears went wrong. Like, I mean, like you can say Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson all day long, and I was a Patrick Mahomes hater. Like, I did not think – I watched Patrick Mahomes' very first start here at Boone Pickens Stadium on a Thursday night when they wore the Red Raider – uh uniforms that was his mm-hmm. very first start and i did not think patrick mahomes was as good a quarterback because he he ended up he translated better to the nfl than he did in college but you know deshaun watson was the clear-cut pick for me as a bears fan back then and mitchell trubisky was the biggest like what the fuck moment i've ever, i've seen in the draft and forever like you played eight games in north carolina and you know, like, I just didn't get it. Like, they were – I did not get it. And I kept hearing this stupid saying, oh, he can throw the ball hard enough to cut through the wind in Chicago. Like, is that really what we're going to be analy- – like, you saw how Jay Cutler worked. Like, I mean – It's it's the same argument with the small hands. So like, this quarterback has small hands. It's know, like – It's like, can you throw a football? We're, fu- we're good then. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I do worry about Kenny Pickett wearing two gloves. I'm not a big glove guy. Every time I see somebody wearing gloves, Peyton, Peyton like, wore two it bothers gloves. me. Yeah, and I didn't like it when he did it either. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he turned out to be really good, but it still bothers me. What if Arch is better than all of them? Oh, he will be. That's what they say. They say he's going to be. Have you watched his his high school yeah. highlights? Yeah, yeah, it's high school. Go watch his huddle. Still. I know, but, like, no, you know when. But, I mean, like, imagine what Eli and Peyton were doing in high school. I, I can, but I get it. But, like, you remember the video of the dude, yeah. the number seven uh, in the, like, Tiger uniform that, like, does the stop and go <laughs> on the guy yeah. that flies out of bounds? You know who that was? It's fucking Lamar Jackson. Like, I mean, and what's he doing now in the NFL? Like, Arch is going to do the same exact thing. Like, he's so, ridiculous. Where, where he's going to I, I will say, I will say that that is, like, a huge testament to just, like, social media and how far it's advanced because – you, you know, you'd usually have to wait like two weeks, get your tape burned onto a CD and like yeah. build your highlight. Now you've literally got it before someone sends you your highlight tape on TikTok before you get off the bus. Dude, it's so crazy, too. Like, yeah, I've talked Mackie about this. Makes you take it down. Oh, fuck. fuck off. No, for <laughs> the brand. Anyway, I, I got a show. I bought, I bought a shirt from him today. I bought a free Gumpy shirt. Free Gumpy. Yeah, free Gump for real. The U.S. needs to get on that, fix that shit. But uh, that's bullshit. Okay. But uh, anyway, I wonder how many LeBron Jameses have been missed over, like, yeah. the course of history, you know, like something like that. Or, like, what if Bo Jackson was missed because of, you know, he just played in a Hayworth and he, he didn't what if, get. What if your trash man was LeBron James? That's not, uh, you know, like, you I've seen plenty of athletic dudes. There was a dude that played in the intramural league when I was in college. His name was Diamond. And this guy literally. Well, yeah, he was this, this dude was insane. 
but he just like shit on everyone like you couldn't even like get his flag because like he was just so elusive and everything like he should have been playing college football somewhere i have no idea what his backstory is i have no idea like but you know there's those people out there that you're like dude what if there's like this top tier yeah like they're it like they should be in the league or something like that you know like it's just just, just that something's missing and whether it's from where they like the environment that they grew up in just like Maybe it, they didn't get the get the right nourishment, exposure. like oh. exposure for sure. Nourishment, not only you know food wise, but like knowledge and you know training and things like that, and exposure to to good places to sleep to but, hang but out. But I don't even you know like I don't even know if that stuff like has like anything to do with it because like bodily health stuff didn't get taken serious until like the last twenty yeah. years. You know, They're like smoking cigarettes in the locker room. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like Dennis Rodman, dude was taking cigar i mean you know they were smoking cigars before every game before they went into the finals so i mean i, I think you know and obviously there are a lot of factors to go into kids getting missed over and, and that stuff but you know one of the easiest things to point to that coaches would would point to is discipline you know if you don't have discipline to one to go through the program and listen to the coaches and take criticism but also to be a team player i mean there's just a lot of factors especially to make it to that level of basketball there's a lot of buy-in that goes into that kind of stuff that I think a lot of people miss. Like, obviously, like, you know, we see it in Hollywood on, like, Coach Carter. And, you know, the guys are, you know, they don't want to buy in. And then, obviously, you know, it's Hollywood. So, like, at the end, they, they go and they play and everyone does well. But that's just not how life works out sometimes. But we all make decisions based on two things, our life experiences and the way we were raised. And hey, interesting facts. So, yeah, I agree 100%. Interesting facts so on that Coach Carter one. They lose at the end of Coach Carter in the movie. Spoiler. They actually went on to win state. Hmm. Okay, then. Fun fact. Uh, and, that, and that's actually what uh, I tell – That's our own IMBD. Yeah, Golden that's Jack. actually what I tell um, uh, a local AAU team here is, like, the only way that I wouldn't play a college sport is because I video myself on the range, and I found college coaches' emails, and I sent it to them. I sent those videos to 50 coaches, and I got two emails back. And hey, man. Like, and so I'm telling these kids, like, hey, you have these highlight tapes because I see them on your fucking Instagram every day. How, are you DMing those to coaches? Are you emailing those to coaches? I don't know how to find their email. Did you Google it? Like, come on. Like, we just like, we got, we got to get this figured out. That's all. And that goes back to what you were saying, the effort. Yeah. All right, boys. I think that about, about wraps it up. We got anything else to cover? No, boys, it was fun. I'm glad we're back, back in business. Uh, I hope I did not burst those bubble too bad with, uh, the fact that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, but it's been real. It's been fun. Okay, so uh, game 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 six is going to be tonight. As you're listening to this, uh, who do we got as we close out? Got a feeling the Celtics are closing it out tonight. The uh, you know they're yeah. going to take handle business at home. They're going to close it out. It's going to be the Celtics versus the Warriors in the finals, and I will save my pick of what I predict the Celtics will win that in for next week. All right. Uh, it's a uh, choke job, Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown doesn't get it done. Uh, Miami Heat goes on to win game six, force a game seven. Oh, and then I will save my pick on on how badly Miami beats Boston for game in game seven for next week. Shout out Connor McDavid. Just got the overtime goal to send the Edmonton Oilers to the conference finals. Um, Edmonton looking to win uh, Canada's first Stanley Cup in like 50 years, something crazy like that. Um, Damn Canadians uh, claim the sport in Canada. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> they can't even fucking win the championship. Um, of course, I'm going to pick the Celtics to win my nine points. All right, boys. Talk to you all later. This is a great one.